Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of Game Rivals. I am one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the magnanimous, the guy who always has the master plan, who is always on deck with the latest news. It's Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I'm a bit sad because today I realized that I did not have a master plan and was definitely not on deck because this is the second time we're recording this episode because I had my microphone on mute. Yeah. But besides that, I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I hope everything is okay. Um, So, oh, actually, now since we are doing a take two of this. um, A director's cut, if you may. Oh gosh! Don't, don't, no, 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 bad Sean. No biscuit. <laughs> oh, I'll show you a biscuit. Um, there is one thing that I wanted to share, if we can, from the top, since we've been doing this for a while. Yes, I think it's safe to say that we can, like, say it on the podcast officially. We're on YouTube now. Yes, we are. We are finally For on YouTube. Real. It's been a year. For real. <laughs> totally we are there. We've been... I totally forgot that I wanted to say that yeah. on the top. I was going to do it at the end, but it's good that you're mentioning it in, in the beginning. We've yes. been uh, in secret. Hi. In high secrecy, <laughs> we've been uploading a few episodes uh, to YouTube. So there is something there when we announce that the channel is live. Um, you will find the description in the link in the description for the channel. Yeah, um, because I've had some people say like, "What's your YouTube channel?" Like, there's a link in the description. Oh. We keep um, saying it at the end of the. That yeah. just means that most people don't listen to the end of the episode, which is a shame because when you sound off the episode, it's muy muy awesome. Maybe I should start with the ending now, and then at the end not say anything anymore. <laughs> Yes, so it is in the link in the description. It's always been there. It's just that we didn't really upload stuff to it. Uh, we did some, like, I did an unboxing and you did, like, some gameplay stuff. Yeah. But we didn't put up episodes. Now we are. Yeah. Um, at this point, uh, Sean is the one in charge of that. He is nicely uploading them after the up podcast goes live on Wednesday. Um, so expect the, the, the YouTube version to go up a couple of days after that. Um, so that it, so that you can check it. If you want to check it on YouTube, you can check it on there. If you want to check it as we've been doing on whatever podcasting service that you are listening to us right now, we appreciate it. Give us five star ratings, by the way, because that helps <laughs> with discoverability. Um, I'm getting that out of the way right now too, so that people might actually do that so that we do get more discoverability. Um, so yeah, so we're on YouTube. We so are. if you're seeing us on YouTube, hi, I am Max. You can finally see me. You know who I what I look like right now. You might actually be surprised by how I look like, but it is what it is, man. I think you look <laughs> like any other Mario-loving fan that comes to mind. Yes, because if you're not watching it on YouTube right now, I'm wearing my Uniqlo Super Mario t-shirt, which has a big old Mario on it. Happy days. <laughs> um, the, so, the, yeah. It is a little bit rough. Because we're mm-hmm. we're kind of working out uh, on, on a way to capture it, so people's feedback and suggestions are more than welcome. Um, as we just do this more often, we'll get more experienced at it and hopefully find a way to easily capture it all and put it out there. Um, so you might see like a quality difference in certain episodes, 
that's purely because we're just trying to figure out the best way to record this from a visual point as well instead of yes. just an audio i think we've ma- nailed the audio part besides my audio always being crappy because of the room that i'm in uh, even though it looks like i'm in the mountains right now but um yes mount fuji very nice Mount fuji yes yes it feels it makes me feel very zen if i may say so yeah. So does my background, which is a picture that I actually took myself when I was in Japan. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. If I move over to the side, you can see some pretty mountains. Unfortunately, that day you couldn't see Mount Fuji. So that's unfortunate because there were a lot of clouds. But uh, this is also a very serene shot. I'm not going to be lying. I'm not going to lie. This scene kind of makes me want to live in the Japanese uh, countryside. I can't imagine. I mean, it looks pretty... It's Calming. nice and quiet, and yeah. like your nearest neighbor is like a kilometer away. Super handy when there is an emergency in your house and you need to run a kilometer to get to a neighbor. <laughs> yeah, that is the only downside, but at least no more noise complaints. Yeah. Um. So yeah, everything. Uh, everything is set. Uh, let's just jump into the news because we have a lot to talk about, Emma. And not a lot of time to talk about it. So let's just jump right into it. Literally, like a couple of days after we uploaded the latest episode, the, the last episode of Game Rivals, Nintendo deemed it fit to give us a Twitter announcement, of all things, about a new Switch model. Yes, they did. Yeah. And you know when it's a Twitter announcement and nothing that is fanfare and like being in advance? Um, it's even it's even worse than you think. Um, I well, think it's not bad. Of... It's not bad. Here's the thing: it's not bad. It's just that when it's just a Twitter announcement, it means that Nintendo did not deem it worthy to have a direct. I think a lot of people were disappointed in the end with what they announced, which is kind of their own fault. No, it is not. Yes, because... it is. no, it is not because yes, no. I mean, like. So let's get it out of the way. It's called yeah, the yeah, Switch yeah. OLED model. It has an OLED screen. It has better sound. It has a, a better stand. It has the same crappy Joy-Con, so Drift is still there. And it has a better dock. It has a better dock, which has, uh, which has an Ethernet connection in it. It's, it's the same processor, same screen resolution. Um, it's, it's not doing anything better. So it's just like you're getting the same experience from a hardware performance point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people were disappointed because one, the rumor mill was suggesting a Switch Pro. Secondly, I think because Sony and Microsoft both did hardware revisions, which increased the power of the the, the 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 box, and Nintendo just makes it look prettier in a different way. I think a lot of people were a bit disappointed because uh, they were expecting more. Mm, true. But there, okay, we didn't bring it up the, the previous time. I mean, I'm gonna say it now. The Wii had the Wii HD rumor for like three years, mm. and then it didn't happen. What we got was the Wii U, which was even worse. With <laughs> depending to who you talk to, the Wii U was fine, it was just it missed the point, it missed its mark. I will admit to that. It wasn't bad or worse. It would be worse if they five years later released a Wii HD because then it's literally the same system, but in HD. Wasn't the Wii U 
a Wii HD with that. No, it wasn't. It just, it just used Wii, uh, the Wii name and Wii accessories. And that big-ass tablet was what? Yeah, that was the new control scheme. That was the main control scheme. So, well, like, the games on the Wii U weren't even in HD? Oh, they were. So, well, basically, it's the Wii HD. Okay, it doesn't upscale Wii games to HD. But Wii U games are in HD. Yeah, Wii U games are in HD. So, basically, it's like a half-baked Wii HD. Sure, dude, whatever floats your boat, man. You're just stung because I say it's a, it's they went from bad to worse, or not from bad. Well, they didn't the go Wii from was, bad to nah, worse. No, 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 no. You're right. The Wii was actually good. They went to something yes. bad, and you, you know, because you're a Nintendo fan. Well, they went to something disappointing. Well, disappointing-ish. They still made great games for it. Potato, potato. Mm-hmm. Well, the point is OLED Switch. Yes. Not the Wii. Not the not the not the Wii HD. Not the Switch Pro. And again, like I said, like I said this before multiple times in previous episodes, the reason why I was not excited to talk about the rumors, it's because they are rumors. They are not fact. They should never be seen as fact, even if they come from reputable sources. Because, like, for example, like a a very good example, there was a rumor, like a couple of years ago, that Nintendo is working with Netflix on a Zelda um, on a TV Zelda show. series on yeah. Netflix TV show. That got canceled when the leak happened because Nintendo was like, "Oh, okay, apparently you guys do not know how to keep a tight lid on stuff that we're working in secret with, so we're dropping out of that stuff." That got canceled because someone could not keep their big mouth shut. We talked this about it a couple ca- episodes ago. This kind of is the same thing, except in this case, I think what happened is that the semiconductor uh, shortage is kind of part of the reason why we don't have a Switch Pro right now, or whatever it was going to be called. And they still felt like they needed to do some kind of refresh that would allow them to bring out a new model, but not necessarily upset people that already own a Switch. Because there was another side of the argument that people that people were worried that if a Switch Pro would happen, that would split the user base, and not in a good way. Well, why? I mean, it didn't happen with the Xbox One X or the PS4 Pro. But it did happen with the new 3DS, because there was like four games ever made. That specifically used the the three the new 3DS's capabilities. But then that's maybe like a. Something that Nintendo should maybe have, you know, made clear more easily. Because if you look at, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I agree with that. Because I mean, if if basically they made a Switch Pro, mm-hmm. and they said like, yeah, you can develop for the powerful hardware, but it needs to do the same on the less powerful hardware. Then the only benefit you would have as a Switch Pro owner is that it's just prettier. And that's basically what you get when you have a PS4 Pro. It's prettier. It's not that you have a completely different game. I mean, the Death Stranding I played on my PS4 Pro is the same that you are playing on your PS4. Mine just looks prettier. Yeah, but I that work. I think that works a bit differently than um, 
than it did on like something like the new 3ds because with the new 3ds they actually had to they had the same issue it has to run on regular 3ds Mm -hmm. but you also had like new 3ds exclusive games so you had games that ran better yeah you had games that ran better on the new 3ds like for example hyrule warriors legends on the 3ds runs like absolute butt on the regular 3ds like almost single frames and barely any enemies the 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 new 3ds version runs way better okay i mean not as good as like the wii u version obviously but still good enough to play like on the on the on the 3d new 3ds and even fire emblem uh fire emblem uh heroes uh not heroes fire emblem warriors uh fire emblem warriors uh, was a 3D new 3DS exclusive that did not have a that did not work on a regular 3DS. If you wanted to play that version on a 3DS, you needed to have a new 3DS. But that's or basically buy the Switch version. That's segment seg- uh, segmenting your your audience. That's what people are worried about. Right? Like, at least that's well, what some people are. Not all of them. Okay, that's what yeah. some people are worried about. But then again, it comes down to Nintendo saying like, "You're not allowed to make exclusive games for the Switch Pro. If you make it for the Switch, or for the Switch Pro, it has to run on the Switch as well." And I know that I said that I hate talking about rumors, especially when it comes to Nintendo. There is one rumor that does kind of eases that in, is that they did tell developers allegedly, to make their content 4K ready. And if the rumors were true and it was just upscaling to 4K, then all you need is to have the assets there and then the rest is being done by upscaling. Okay. Which doesn't necessarily mean that you couldn't make a base Switch version that looks less good then uh, then that would run on a switch pro for example yeah i mean but again that's rumors who knows what nintendo was working yeah. on i mean there was also a rumor that a new dev kit got pushed to developers that includes more ram oh no that's actual fact but like why would they do it that's the real question why did they do it nobody knows why they did it the only thing that people are the thing that people are speculating is that um it just gives developers more of a uh, overhead so that they can optimize their games better. But like the normal dev kit had already had already had overhead, right? A little bit, yeah. They increased like the dev kit has had two revisions. They had one revision a couple of years ago where they upped the RAM, and this is basically the second time that they've upped the RAM for developers. Um, but that co- but that dev kit revision sorry that was actually yeah that was two years ago that coincided with the revision of the switch but well, the, like why would you point, have to the, the switch 2.0 why would you have to add more ram again no because they changed because the chain the, the chip did get a slight modification to run more efficiently you know i mean so that's this why revision changed. So like why did oh this i have no idea so i mean yeah there might be something there might also be nothing it could also be the fact that um the OLED version uh, so that they can like optimize it better for the OLED version? I have no idea. At this point, we have no idea, just speculation to go on with the dev kit. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, 
it's not like Nintendo Switch is going to have any kind of competition anytime soon. I mean, it's not like someone who has billions of billions of dollars to waste on research and development Before we would jump make into another that. one. Before we jump into that, I do want to touch upon the fact that um, you, for episodes long, when we talked about this subject, said, I'm not going to buy it. Uh, and now as soon as the damn thing came out, you, you it's because you were sick. Otherwise, you would have slept in front of the store to get a freaking pre-order. Okay, first of all, I've never slept in front of a store for a pre-order. I know. Second of all, the only reason I bought this is not because, for one, this is not the Switch Pro. So, technically, you're still wrong. No. (laughs) No. And as I said before, the only reason I'm buying this is because my Switch needs to be repaired. You saw it. I showed you. It's a very sad state. It still works fine. But the fact It's just that that the back panel is like destroyed the fact that you were like so i mean like every time we touched upon the subject you were like (sighs) Like i'm still saying i might not get it at launch if there is a switch pro i like i said before i might not get it i almost did not even get this the oh i almost did not even pre-order it uh the, the 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 oled model but then i was like well there's two issues right now one my switch is falling apart and it needs to be fixed but I don't want to send it into Nintendo and like have and get it back and have none of my save files, even if I have backups in the cloud. Not all the games have backups in the cloud. The other thing is that no, not all games support the cloud support. Uh, Why? Uh, ask Nintendo, man. I, I like I seriously I don't know. It's stupid. Like for the longest time, Animal Crossing did not support cloud save. Now it does. Just, I don't know. Like, ask Nintendo, man. Nintendo's weird when it comes to online stuff. You know that. I'm but I will... Is. But the other thing is that with the semi the, the semiconductor shortage, which is probably one of the reasons why we still don't have the Switch Pro, <laughs> I felt that if I did want to buy it eventually, I don't know when the, this next Switch is going to come out. I have a thing that's falling apart. I need a new system. This is at least a good enough reason to get a new system without it being literally the exact same thing. I think you have... It, it doesn't matter what Nintendo brings out, you will always have a good reason to buy it. Yeah, but not right away. Like, for example, the only reason that I bought the new 3DS is because I, um, I bought the 3DS at launch, and then they had the whole ambassador program. And because I was part of the ambassador program, I was allowed to buy the, the new 3DS in advance. Mm-hmm. Before, like, I think a month or so before the 3DS was going to launch in Europe. Okay. But that was nice. So I got, like, this neat, like, it's in the background. You can't even see it. Um, but it is, uh, it's beyond the mountains. <laughs> if you're watching the YouTube version, it is beyond the mountains. It's over the mountains. <laughs> Um, I have this neat little like new 3DS says ambassador edition on it. Really nice. Wow. Um, Sounds fancy. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I bought that at launch. Like I didn't buy a a, a DS Lite at launch. I bought it when I needed it. Um, I didn't buy, uh, uh, I never bought like a new 3DS XL because the new 3DS, honestly, for me was way more fun because you can like customize it. But I don't buy it unless I absolutely need it. In this case, well, 
I don't absolutely need the OLED version, but it does come at a good time. Plus, it comes out the same time as Mar as as Metroid, so it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did buy it for three sixty. Huh, That's okay. That <laughs> yeah, it's like ten. It's like ten euros more than everywhere else because everywhere else they're selling it for the three fifty, which is nice because the regular Switch is still being sold for like three fifty or. To, uh, or three twenty nine, if you're lucky, or if you're really lucky, they sell it for three hundred and nine. If you're really unlucky, you'll buy one of those stupid bundles that they sell for five hundred bucks. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be three fifty or something, because I thought like, oh, okay, if it's three forty nine dollars, it'll probably. Be I thought like it was going to be four hundred. Yeah, or three seventy nine in 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 euros, because you know they always bump it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, three forty nine. If you got it for three forty nine, you're lucky. Mm. You got it for three hundred forty nine euros. You got it at the like right price. Um, if you didn't like, also pre-orders went live in the U.S. and everything all already got scalped. And and we're back from the technical difficulties. I don't know oh, what that's happened. Gonna, uh, that's going to look really interesting on the video. <laughs> I have no idea how to fix it. I'm just, you know, I don't know. We're just going to have to roll with it. We're going to yep. have to roll with it. Um. We should, never we, told, talking about, uh, we should never have said that it's going to be on YouTube because now it's... It, it just it, jinxed it. it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> happening again, uh, like the first time. Every time when we announce it, it gets jinxed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, in terms of pricing, it's actually not bad this time around. Let me, yeah. I'm glad because it, if they sold it for like 379 I probably would have not done it, though. It's like the, Even with the 350 it's like... Mm, it was it was really hard. It was really hard. Um, I wonder if the old switch is gonna come down in price to three hundred. Nope. Nope. Oh, you mean here in Europe? Yeah. Um, I hope so. They better because they they seriously have zero excuse to sell them at three fifty right now because you can go online right now. I think and you can still find like regular switch, like the neon one on the gray one for three fifty. Because uh, at a certain yeah. point they were like selling them for three fifty without a game, like I know. without anything. When when it's I wanted insane. to buy one, it was it was around four hundred. Which like I saw one retailer selling the OLED model for four hundred euros. I'm not surprised. Was it uh, what was what there what what, what people? Uh, it's not the ball. It's the other one. No, there is um. I forgot how people called them because of they they were scamming people. Uh, There's one that did that. Yeah, there was this retailer that sold PS5s above MSRP. Really? Yeah, that was uh they were selling it for five six hundred euros. So, for example, they would sell the digital edition for five six hundred euros and the disc edition for seven hundred euros, and that would be just. The bare console. Wow, that's a rip. Yep. Mm, a rip. Because the rip, I I noticed when um I was in the the Telegram group that notified you of a stock drop, so there was no bot that could buy it. They could only notify you of mm. when uh, stock was dropping, and there was and there was a, a digital edition that kept on dropping. At that specific retailer, all the time, in, in like multiple times over the day in the same week. And I was like, 
what's going on? And eventually I clicked on the link and I saw they were selling it above MSRP and nobody wanted to buy it at that price. Well, that's one way to keep your stock. There was there was a name people used to call them something something scam or they had like they had like a twist on their name that kind of reflected on what they were doing. I just forgot the name. Was it a Dutch word? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, then I don't know what that's gonna be called. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but yeah. I forgot. I should ask him. Yeah. Well, that is very disappointing. Yeah, that is kind of disappointing that it, that's. But there are still retailers that are like, oh, we're well, gonna. I, it's sell gonna. It ha- it's happening with the Switch Pro- uh, OLED as well, right? Like scalpers yeah, are yeah, already yeah, yeah. on it. Oh, scalpers are already on it. Yeah. So that's kind of disappointing. And like the the worst part with these things is that people want it so desperately that they pay the price for it. Because what you saw with the PS5 was that, uh, like as soon as stock started to stabilize, the prices start to drop considerably for the people that were selling it. Because I yeah. remember seeing them online at the like a launch day. It was a minimum was a thousand plus, and like three months after, it was six fifty. Yeah. So yeah. If here's the thing: if you want, if you want to switch OLED, if you want a PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, uh, PlayStation Four. If you want a PlayStation Five, uh, Xbox Series, what I would honestly recommend is just going to like a a box store, like a retail a store, retailer, like a physical yeah. store, pre-order it there, and just wait if if you can. Yeah. Some like I think with like the consoles now you can just like check and see if like they have a waiting list. Yep. Let them put you on the waiting list. They'll notify you when they have stock yep. and just buy it at retail price. That's what because you're not because it's it's ridiculous to pl- to buy these scalper prices. Do yeah. not buy these scalper prices. I've seen like eBay listings from the U.S. that are that that scalpers are putting it up for a thousand dollars. What the actual crap? It's just a gosh darn switch. Yep. Easy, you know, like cheese, Louise. But I wonder. Like, don't buy it from that. Because you mentioned that, but I wonder if it will sell because it's just a regular switch with an OLED screen. To the uneducated person, it will. I don't know because, um... like, I'm just talking mostly about people that are not aware of this stuff. They just see it's a new model. If they don't do their homework, they're just gonna buy it because they're like, "Oh, like little Jimmy wants this, yeah, um, this new version." Or you're like, "Oh, I wanted a new. I want. I was hearing rumors. Oh, this must be that Switch Pro. I'm just gonna get it because I'm seeing like it's a new model." Probably That's like right. the thing that people have to really be like careful about. Yeah, I wonder if people will won't be like, you know, I'll just buy the old Switch because it's the old Switch and it's cheaper. Yeah, that's kind of the kind of the downside of it because um, the switch never went down in price in the past four years. Yeah, so there's that. Let me see if I can look it up. Um, but um, like we, like I was already kind of trying to segue to. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not. It's not like there's anybody else standing in Nintendo's way of you know reaching that point. At all, like there's not a million, like a billion dollar company that's capable of doing something like that. Is this the part where I say that Valve announced the Steam Deck? That is the part that you announced that Valve announced the Steam Deck, <laughs> which is basically like a Windows Nintendo Switch handheld thingy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah, and it basically has a dumbed down version of the. 
it's like the half version of the Series S from a power point of view. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is not bad. It's basically a portable PC that does ray tracing. Like hardware ray tracing. Yeah, but like a side note is that I think a lot of developers will have to optimize their games to be able to for that platform to take advantage of oh, it. Oh, for sure. Like they have to they have to treat it as like a console. Yeah. If they want to if they want to have optimized like settings, they have to treat it that way. Um if I mean they don't have well they don't have to, but if they want to if they want to give their gamers the best experience on that specific platform, they have to. I wonder if a game will let you crank the settings up to ultra. For example. I am pretty sure you can select ultra. The question is, is it gonna run properly on ultra? Because probably, I can not, put, but because even on my dinky 10 plus year old PC. I can put it to ultra, it'll kill the game right away. Yeah, yeah, but like, but I, I can I, put it on ultra. I, I, I mean, like to protect the user's experience, I would say, if I were Valve, I would expect. Them, oh no, because it's a PC game. Yeah, but like, I would expect so just, them to to have something in there, like, hey, be warned, you're putting this on ultra. The hardware is not designed for this, so please don't do this. Like a a warning message there. Oh no, but yeah, but like developers already do that for like PC games. There, like, if you buy, if you like. Not all PC games do this, of course. I'm there are some PC games that if they have like super high settings, mm-hmm. like that are that demand a lot. When you put it to high, it will give you a notification. If your uh, if your uh, if your system set from what we can detect, mm-hmm. your graphics card should not be able to run this efficiently. Be warned, your experience is not going to be optimal. Yeah, I mean, plus most games do have like. They will check what kind of graphics card you're running, and they will set it by default to the optimal setting of the PC that you're playing on. Yeah, I mean, it's if they pull it off and developers optimize their software for it, I think it's it's a, it's going to be a smash hit because then you, it means you can take a lot of games on the go with you, and you can. I mean, like for some, I mean. <laughs> For an we'll, example, get, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get an to example: it. If you are a die-hard League of Legends fan, and if the world ever goes into a state where you can have a land party again, mm-hmm. what's to say? What's stopping you from buying this and then taking this with you to a land party and just making sure you bring a screen, a keyboard, and a mouse, and you just plug and it all dock. in there and a dock, and you plug it all in there. And you play League of Legends. I mean, oh, for, like for League of Legends, like games like League of, for, yeah, like or, MOBAs, or, yeah, anything that's not ridiculously uh, go. So, for example, yeah, this is like the perfect thing to take with you. Yeah, yeah, because the only the only thing that I can imagine is that as long as it can, at least for something like Counter Strike, where you kind of want the frames, uh, like or I don't know Destiny or whatever you want to play on it. Um, anything that basically relies on like having like six at the very least sixty frames per second locked, you're gonna like if it can like I we don't I don't know if it's gonna do sixty per frames per second locked. We don't even know if this thing is it's definitely not four K capable. Like like we said, like it's half of what the the Series S can do. The Series S does not do four K. It does do four it does do four K upscaling, but not four K. I thought it only did twenty five sixty p by fourteen forty. Yeah, yeah. It does fourteen forty p. 
So the question is, does this output in for I actually didn't even check that if it does output in 1440p. Because the screen resolution on the Steam Deck is uh, 1280 by 800, which is a little bit higher than on the Switch. And that's obviously to save on battery life. Because all the because there have been other like portable Switch-like PCs, and they always run on high resolutions because they want to be like, oh, look at us, we're fancy. But it <laughs> kills the battery. Yes. Like if you're not plugged in, those things just drain batteries in like an hour or two if you're lucky. Like at the most, if you're gonna play something on ultra, it is not lasting for thirty minutes. Probably so not. no, obviously not. It's nice to have a big old screen, but you can't really bring it everywhere. <laughs> See, that thing is good for land parties. Yeah, because you're hooking it up to a screen anyways. But with the stream, with the with the Steam Deck, they in, they integrated the uh, the touchpads from the Steam controller that they used to sell. Looks so that's ugly. Thing. Yeah, it's just like two squares, but yeah. apparently, according because IGN had like the exclusive on it, um, they did like hands-on and stuff like that. They had interviews with Gabe Newell, Lord Gaben. He um, looks so different now. He's like completely off. Look, the guy. He looks like PC Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked when I saw He's that. had oh, you haven't seen him in a long he's had he's been rocking that beard for like a couple of years. I haven't seen him in a long while. Yeah, I mean, he does not do, like, a lot of interviews. But, like, the last time I saw a picture of him, he was rocking that beard. So I was already kind of used to that. But, uh, yeah, he's been, like, rocking that Santa beard for, I think, at least a year. Maybe longer. (laughs) But it doesn't matter. He's rich. He can do whatever he wants. Probably. Like I said, the Valve has a lot of money. They have a lot of resources. This is one of the reasons probably why they did it. It will. It is interesting because we'll see if they were able to pull off what other um, hardware manufacturers tried to do um, and are still trying to do because there were like Kickstarters and all that stuff for other systems like this. Um, but like I said, those are like running high spec. So that doesn't really do anything to battery life. But this, they say the battery life is supposed to be uh, two to eight hours, eight. like three to eight hours, something like that, um, which okay. is kind of like the Switch. Like the Switch does, I think, four to nine hours with the revision model. Like the, the, the launch model was like five to seven hours. I think if you I, play Stardew Valley on the revised, revised Switch, you can get the nine hours. But oh, if you, you play, def- uh, well, you definitely get the. Nine yeah, hours. if you play Breath of the Wild, you'll get the three to four hours. Yeah, yeah. Well, I no actually because I used to get four hours on Breath of the Wild on my launch Switch. Okay, so I'm then you'll get five so. hours. Yeah, so I think like you get like an additional hour on that. It's still good, um, the game and the playtime. um but yeah so they do have those things in in their favor and of course your steam library works on it because it's running on a the third version of steam os so they um the steam os that they made for the steam machines uh long live the steam machines wasn't it called the steam box or something like that no steam machine really the steam machine yeah steam Hmm. like people called it the steam box um when it was rumored because it's like oh it's it's their console. It's like Xbox. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. 
Um, so that's so that's a thing. The only the only issue that I have is the storage. Yeah. The only real issue I have with this thing is the storage. You have them in 64, 256, 512. The 256 and 512 are NVMe SSDs. The uh, 64 is a solid state E something rather other. It's a it's a NAND drive. It's a NAND drive. And it's not a fast one either. They probably did that to cut costs. They well, they did do it to cut costs because even no, not only did they not do it to cut costs, Gabe Newell said in their interview that they actually like even went much lower than um than they wanted to go because they wanted to make it marketable. I still don't know why in the Sam Hill you would ever release a PC with 64 gigabytes. But there you go. If you want to play League of Legends on it. Yeah, if you want to play League of Legends on it, fine. First of all, League of Legends, last time I checked, was not on Steam. So you you have to install Windows. Yeah, you can probably install Windows on it. uh, Or, I don't know, like you'd have to install like a Linux version that does run it doesn't matter um but the thing is 64 is not a lot like if you want to do a triple a game it's not gonna fit it won't maybe fit Warzone it's like, it. <laughs> that is like that is like a beast of a different level entirely no it's not gonna have call of you can't put call of duty on it you can't put you can't put warzone on it it ain't gonna work um you probably won't be you probably barely want to be even to be able to play, like, for example, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like, how big is, like, how big is, I don't know. Uh, uh, how big is uh, 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 Cyberpunk, anyways? It's like, uh, around 60 gigs. <laughs> and that is not even including the OS. I don't know how big Steam is, like Steam OS. Like, I know, like, Windows 10 is like seven or eight gigs that you're losing. On the 64. Yeah, but then, you so know, you're not you even know, getting 64. It, it's basically like an indie machine. Yeah, like the 64 gig is an indie machine. A very expensive indie machine. Honestly, you could just buy a Switch and do it on there and it will run just fine. Um, plus, you have an OLED screen instead of an LCD. Uh, LED. Um, is it LED or LCD? I forget. It doesn't matter. Um... <laughs> At least here's the thing, like like I said with the scalping thing, if you're in the market of pre-ordering or getting the Steam uh, deck, get the 256, sh- uh, like shell out for the 256 or 512. At the very least, you have enough space and you're running on a really fast SSD because it's NVMe. Yes. The other thing is that you can expand the memory with an SD card. But SD cards are slower than an NVMe, and I'm pretty sure it's slower than a NAND. So you can't put in like a a 512 micro SD card and call it a day. I don't think that's gonna work in your favor in terms of loading times or or like a game really that slow. does streaming assets. Yeah, it's gonna be really slow if it even works at all. Yeah, unless they develop some stuff into SteamOS that optimizes that or so, but we don't know. 
Well, the only thing I do know is that they they have this like converter program. I think it's called like Phantom or something that allows you to play more games that are not specifically for Steam OS. So like Windows games, mm-hmm. they're still optimizing it and getting more games to run on it. So that will help you in terms of the library situation if you're running Steam. But like we said before, like I said before, you can also just install Windows on it. So you can have your Xbox Game Pass on there and install your games through Xbox Game Pass. You can run GeForce Now on it if you want to stream games. You can run Ubisoft Plus, EA Play. You can put Epic, uh, the Epic Store on there and like play your free Epic games on there instead. Or if you bought games on the Epic Store, you can do it through that, you know, Epic exclusives. You can download good old games and do it through there. It's a loads of options, yeah. You have loads of options because the Stream Deck is a portable PC. It's not a console. It has console-like features, but it's a PC, first and foremost. Like, you can hook it up to a USB uh, dock. They are going to be releasing their own specific dock for the Steam Deck, but you can just hook it up to, like, a USB-C dock, and it'll work just fine. Happy days. Yeah. Um, speaking of Assassin's Creed, I mean, we talked about this before, so I just kind of, I kind of just want to go through it quickly. Ubisoft is making a new game in the, in the, in the, in the Assassin's Creed franchise called Infinite. Infinity. I said Infinity, which is a Assassin's Creed live service game. So it's not a base game. It's a service game that they're just going to be supporting. Infinity. <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> and beyond. Yeah, so basically they, there was a rumor a couple of days ago that said that they would be transitioning towards this. So basically every Assassin's Creed game yeah. can turn into a live service. And instead of saying like, well, why turn the game into a live service if we can make the game a live service from the start? So basically, the rumor said that they're going to do that, and that there are going to be multiple story arches in the game with multiple characters, and that you can just kind of play with those. And then a couple of days later, there was a Ubisoft blog post saying, like, hey, the next game is Ubisoft from us is Assassin's Creed Infinity. We're not going to tell you anything about the game. We're not going to show you anything about the game. But um, this is going to be a whole new experience because multiple studios around the world will be able to work on it instead of we assigning it to some studios to do it, meaning that you as the player benefit from it, blah, blah, blah. We can milk out more money from you, but we're not telling you right now how we're going to do that. We're just making this beautiful promise. Um, I mean, I like Assassin's Creed games. This is a um, logical move. Since- oh, no, I find them fascinating. I'm just, I'm just not on board with the whole life service. Well, thing. like if, if they give you choice if they say like you know what entry is free and you can pay for the experience that you want or if they say like you know you can pay 30 bucks and then you can choose an arc and if you want to play more of that arc you just shell out more money i mean if you give me that choice instead of saying we want 70 euros and then you get to play with avor in england and if you don't like the setting you just blew 70 bucks whereas now with this infinity model maybe 
there's a lot more choice and you can just, you know, tailor your own game to your needs. My issue with this is quality in general, right? Yeah. Like, will I, like this is definitely going to have an impact on the quality because it's going to be running on one engine. Yes. Which I'm assuming is a Snowdrop engine. No, they use Anvil Next for their... Uh, they have developed their own engine. It's called Anvil Next. It's been something they've been using for years. Ah, okay. So, oh, okay. So I guess only the Tom Clancy games use Snowdrop. Uh, not necessarily. I think the Rainbow Siege games also use their own engine. Really? Oh. Okay. So, like, basically, the only people that use Snowdrop now is, I think, Massive. Uh, okay. Whereas yeah. it would be logical to make that their own in-house engine, kind of like EA is forcing uh, Frostbite onto everyone in, inside uh, EA. Actually, you know what? It's probably better that they just have separate engines and stuff like that. No, I take it back. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and we'll yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I heard that. I was like, no, no, thank you. Like, When's the no. last time you played an Assassin's Creed game? Black Flag. That's like the beginning of the PS4 generation. That's the first Assassin's Creed that came out on PS4. Played it on the Wii U. I knew that. <laughs> it was on discount. I couldn't help it. It's I personally like that one. Like it's one of the best ones so far. But it's fun. It's fun. I like the naval combat. It's better than in Assassin's Creed Three. But I also enjoyed Assassin's Creed Three more than most people did. I did as well. I never understood why people didn't like Three, but. I I don't know. I No, I'm not going to say it because it's going to be like a whole thing. I do not want to talk about that. Um, suffice to say, it would have been nice if they did more stuff in that particular time period. Yeah. Um, does that mean we'll get Samurai Assassin's Creed? I don't know. We already have that, and it's called Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, and it's a really good been game. Been over this. Yes, yes, it's it's fine. It's great. It's great. That's why you pay the 30 euros extra. Do not right? downplay how good of a game that is. I mean... I'm still going to play it eventually, but... Ah, in God, 54 God. years, when you finally played it, and we've all played the 30th game in the franchise, and you tell us how amazing the first one was, we will tell you we told you so. Hey, I still try and get people to play Secret of Mana, and that game is like over, almost 30 years old, so... Yeah. It's still a great game. Not perfect, but a great game. I would say that too. It was my favorite game of all time. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of Ghost of Tsushima, by the way, and it's fun pricing points. We were right. We were right in the last episode. Yeah, we were right. Um. And even like Kojima was like, "Yo, the whole director's cut naming thing was not my idea." I think it's too pretentious because that is not the definition of director's cut. And we talked about this. Director's cut literally means stuff that the director wanted in that got left on the cutting room floor. That is not what Death Stranding is. I don't know if that's what happened with Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know. I do know that they're adding more stuff, which is fine. I can respect that they're adding more stuff. Just then call it like an enhanced version or something, not director's cut. That's the only thing that rubs me the wrong, wrong way from Sony. And we know that Sony is making this whole big deal that that's what they're going to be doing from now on. 
with games that they bring over to the PlayStation 5, like specifically PlayStation 5 versions, it just feels pretentious. That's all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not knocking it. I just feel it's pretentious. I also feel that the pricing is a little bit too much, especially in Europe. Especially in Europe. Because but I, ne- I never liked the pricing in Europe because they went from... Yeah, the pricing in Europe is... Yeah, it's, they went to it's 80 horrendous. euros here for a game. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's crazy. 80 euros. Yeah. Like if you tr- if you turn that back into dollars, that's like almost 100 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's and I don't think it has to do with the fact that I have a digital edition PS5 because I really don't mind having a digital. But I think that the fact that games are 80 euros and people will say, well, if you have the disc version, you could just buy the game secondhand or you could buy the games cheaper or blah blah blah. No, I don't care. I chose specifically for the digital edition because for starters, I you like the, the bump. I yeah, I li- I like how it looks. I don't like the bump, ugly bump. And secondly, is is really nice to have games digitally because you can just easily switch between them instead of getting off the couch every time. Plus, physical games just take up space, and I don't like it. But anyways, I don't have an issue with buying games digitally. I mean, I bought games digitally on the PS4 at the time. I don't mind, but like the fact that the games are eighty euros now makes it a big deal for me because now i mean i still haven't bought ratchet and clank i would love to play ratchet and clank but i don't feel like spending 80 bucks on that game and it's not to say that the game i know that the game is worth the money it's just that i don't want to spend 80 bucks on the game and that's for any Mm. game i mean like i'm still waiting for a proper discount on demon souls i still want to play demon souls but the game is also 80 bucks and I, i refuse i mean like i know for horizon forbidden west is going to be 80 bucks and with that game, I'm like, I don't mind paying, paying 80 bucks for this game because this will be a game that I, one, will spend loads and loads of hours in. And secondly, it was one of, Forbidden, of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was one of my favorite PS4 games. So with that, I'm like, you know, I can just take the loss or take the hit. Do you think they're going to do a director's cut of Horizon Zero Dawn? No. I think they will. Why? They're just bringing over PS4 games to the 5. Wait, those games... Wait, hang on a second. Is Horizon... Is is or isn't Horizon Zero Dawn in the PlayStation Plus collection? It is not. It also does not have any PS5 optimization. Still no. What, what, What does this mean? That means... This means... This means that I would not be surprised that... Either before or after Forbidden West comes out, I think before. we get a director's cut for Horizon on PlayStation. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. The only solace is that you have the PlayStation Plus collection. You have God of War in there. Yeah. So, and it's already been optimized or optimization is coming for that to PlayStation 5. So well, I don't think that they'll... Yeah, for God of War. Oh, I got a patch a while back that supports 60 FPS and up to 4K. Does it support the DualShock? DualSense, I don't know. Sense, I can't sorry. remember. Yeah, so I th- I think it did. But the funny thing about Horizon Zero Dawn is, is it when you rack your bow, you can feel that in the triggers. But they haven't updated it, Horizon Zero Dawn, for anything. So they either basically knew it a long time ago or something. But like the first time I played Zero Dawn on my PS5, and I, when I was racking my bow, like, whoa, I can feel tension. So that's really strange. They never said like, oh, we've added functionality to the PS5 version. It's just like, it's in there. Mm -hmm. 
I still think they're gonna charge you eighty. I bucks think they're gonna do a director's cut of Horizon Zero Dawn as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if we keep buying them, yeah. I mean, they'll probably do it for Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, for uh, Last of Us Part Two as well. Oh, I'm pretty sure that that's what they're gonna call it, and that's what they're gonna be with because we already know that they're working on it. Wait, no, we're we know they're working on Part One. Sorry. Well, that's the rumor. At least Neil Druckmann said that. We're going to show you a lot more around The Last of Us in the coming months. We're not ready to tell you what. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. In, we'll see until that uh, until that comes. Yeah. Um, we also have we also have like the whole thing that Ubisoft is doing today. Um, yeah, they're going to announce a this. new game. Uh, yeah, so we don't know what that is. A lot of people are probably still holding up that it is a new uh, Splinter Cell. Yeah, because it's a it's a new game in the Tom Clancy franchise, and they've shown a teaser yesterday of like the logo. But based on what I saw, I'm like, this doesn't look anything. The style of the teaser doesn't look like anything remotely Splinter Cell related. Mm. But it will still be nice because I mean, it's been years since we had a Splinter Cell game. Okay, so if it's not Splinter Cell, what else? What else could it be? Rumors are that it's kind of like a <clears throat> Call of Duty Black Ops kind of game. Yeah, but in what franchise? Like we have, we already have Rainbow Six. We have, well, the Division is new, so that doesn't count. Um, I think there was the. If it's not Splinter Cell, what what else in the Rainbow in the Tom Clancy universe could it be? It's not going to be a Jack Ryan game. Oh, but they say it's a new IP. But I think they're maybe aiming for a little bit more of a casual experience because Rainbow Six Siege is it's pretty hardcore, and I think they're looking for. I mean, and, and for example, they already have an FPS in Far Cry, but that's too... Oh, wait, it's like a new game. It, new from, IP. They said it's a new IP. In the oh, Tom then Clancy it's not... Then, then, it can't, then it can't be Splinter Cell. Uh, I guess so. Oh. Wouldn't I think it it's a more crazy casual... If it, yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy if it was Tom Clancy Hawks? <laughs> the fighter game series <laughs> that people did not like? No. It's kind of wasted potential because they were doing cool stuff with it. I liked uh, Endgame. No, Endwar. Endwar. Okay, That's the, that, that, that was the strategy game in the Tom Clancy Oh, universe. right, 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 you right. Could yeah, yeah. Command the RTS the, game. Yeah, you could command units by using your voice. Yeah! And that worked oh really, my gosh, really I well. About that. that worked really, really well. I always wanted to try that. Yeah, I, I did. And it was really good because basically what the game did is... is if you kind of knew the command structure and like how to use the keywords and just use those keywords, then it would just, you would see it on screen. You would say like unit, unit alpha move to Bravo or, or like squad five move to alpha. And then you would see like, like it, it would basically show up like a flow chart. You would see like squad five move to alpha and then it would just go through the flow chart. And then those units would instantly respond and just go to alpha. Or we said whole so position, cool. blah 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 blah. You, it really felt like you were this commander on the battlefield, looking over that battle map and saying stuff like, "Oh, okay, uh, uh, Alpha Squad, move to Bravo to suppress uh, enemies." Blah blah blah. And then it would like, tick all the boxes, and it would just do it for you. That is. That was really cool. I'm. It's such a shame that they didn't do more with it. But I think it's because RTS games don't work on consoles and. Probably that oh, right. it was like was a console him. exclusive, wasn't it, it? Yeah, I think it came to PC, but was designed and developed with console in mind. Oh man, that's that's kind of disappointing. Because Massive, for example, the guys behind the division 
are originally RTS developers. They made the World in Conflict uh, RTS games. It didn't come to P. Oh yeah, it did come to PC. Yeah, I think later. There's a PSP and DS version. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's not the same. That's so crazy. Yep. Oh, it was back in the day where they made like literally for everything except for the Wii. Yep. Like, wait, you're making a DS version, but you can't like pull yourself together and make a Wii version. What's up with that? I think it would have worked perfectly on the Wii because you could use the Wii mode as a pointer to select the units and move them. Yeah. Exactly. You could have it be a version like that instead. <laughs> oh, well. I'm 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 still surprised why there is no way to, for example, use, for example, your smartphone as a big shiny touchpad or a tablet or a, a mouse pad. Wouldn't you just plug it in through a cable uh, or through wireless, uh, cable preferentially? And then you just use that tablet in your hand as a controller to play an RTS game on the on the console. Because I played Rome Total At that War. Part, why not just have it be a tablet version? No, but like you would want, for example, I played Rome Total War on my iPad and I loved every second of it. I finished a campaign on it, which I've never finished a campaign on the PC with Rome Total War. So I finished my first campaign on the iPad. And the the touch controls were it just worked so well. Once you understand how it works, it works brilliantly. So like, why don't they do like strategy games on the on the consoles so that they can take advantage of all that power of the consoles instead of you having to build your own PC and then just you know plug in your tablet and then your tablet becomes the controller and you can just select all those units, you can move them all over the place. I, I legit think it's too many barriers to entry in that uh, at that. You think? Yeah. Because they've always had the issue that they need to come up with a control screen for the controller to make an RTS game work. And now you can just grab your phone and then just move around and just double tap or zoom in or zoom out or use two fingers for a right click or stuff like that. It just feels well, so much more intuitive. Yeah, well, that's the reason why this, the, this, the, the Steam Deck has the touchpad. Yeah, but so I don't think that would be the same. Games. I don't think it's the same. It worked at least from like people's experience with the the Steam controller. It works fine, okay. like like RTS and stuff like that. So I I don't know. Like it's kind of it is kind of disappointing that we don't know what it's going to be. So if it's going to be a new IP, I have absolutely no idea what they're going to do. Because for one, what else in the Tom Clancy universe is there left to like tackle? I mean, Tom Clancy has been dead for like a really long time and they wholesale bought the rights to his name so they can make more games with his name attached to it. So they're just making like, I'm pretty sure there's not a book called Tom Clancy's the division unless I'm missing something here. Um, I don't know. So yeah, I, I have no idea what they're planning on doing. We have three first person shooters in the Tom Clancy universe. Am I saying that right? Or at least Three shooters in the Tom Clancy universe, which is Rainbow Six, uh, Ghost Recon, and The Division. Yeah. So those are the three like shooters, first slash third, right? Okay. Then we have what we haven't had in a in a long time: espionage in Splinter Cell. We have uh. What is like? What else do we currently have in terms of Tom Clancy? That's it. Nothing, right? 
because everything else got scrapped. We don't have Hawks. We don't have End War. Nope. Um, is there anything else Tom Clancy games related? I don't mobile know. stuff, but yeah, mobile stuff. But who cares about? That? Yep. Uh, so I yeah I don't know man it's like what new do they want to do in that particular and as I said they probably want to make a casual FPS mm. maybe something that can take on Warzone yeah yeah I guess that maybe oh gosh please don't be a battle royale I mean their hyperscape battle royale I don't think it was that big of a success doesn't mean they won't try it because battle royale apparently still makes money so yeah i mean people keep on buying battle passes for warzone so mm-hmm. and fortnite i think they've one thing is i like hyperscape i think that was their attempt to see how interested people would be in something that doesn't look like fortnite or doesn't look like call of duty i, I think know. Because that was really neon-y and kind of... Cyberpunky. Like, yeah, a bit cyberpunky. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Please, CD Projekt Red, do not make a cyberpunk battle royale game. That would be nah. so disappointing. They are working on... <laughs> they are going to do a multiplayer to cyberpunk eventually. There's not... Yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, um, in other Ubisoft news, they postponed uh, Rainbow Six till next year, the the Extinction one. Extinction and uh, Extraction, sorry. Extraction, extinction, sorry. And the uh, Riders Republic is coming out in October or something like that. A bit disappointed that it's been delayed, but you know what? If they need the time to fix Riders Republic, or if they feel like it needs a bit more tweaking before it comes out, that's fine. Extraction looked rough at E3. Yep. I don't think the response was really exciting. Neither do I think that the response was exciting for that one. So I don't know what's going on with that game. Um, You know what? It's better that way. Delay it. Bring it out when you're absolutely sure that it's good to go. Um, You know, unlike some other developers that did not uh, heed that warning. Uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Um, We'll see. One more thing that I want to bring up before we go to uh, the next segment. Sure. Um, Pokemon Unite, speaking of uh, League of Legends, Pokemon Unite is coming out to Switch finally. Got announced like six months ago. <laughs> like, okay, not six, but like five months ago on like a Pokemon Direct that they're working on a MOBA for Pokemon, um, which is being, I think, co-published by Tencent and developed by a, a Chinese developer, I don't know the name of them. They work on like MOBAs. Like they're one of their most popular games on mobile game is like a MOBA. So they know what they're doing in that space. It's coming to Switch the same day that the podcast is launching. So if you're listening to it on the podcast launch day, which is on the, every other Wednesday, um, you might also be able to download Pokemon Unite if that interests you. Is it a free to play game? It's a free, well, it's a mobile, so it's free to play, yes. Mm. Um, you know, with microtransactions, of course. I don't know what the microtransaction is. They did do a, they did do like a closed beta a while ago. Um, I don't remember what the response to it was. That it is a unique take, it's a unique take on MOBAs. So I guess I'll see on Wednesday. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to talk about this again. So I thought, you know what, let me just 
bring it up because it is a news article. Um, and speaking of news articles and Tencent, they are looking to acquire Sumo Digital. They are. For $1.3 billion. Yes, um, the deal hasn't gone through yet, but if they do, then... Uh... They made a bid. Yeah. And it's apparently up to the shareholders now to okay the transaction. I don't see those shareholders saying no, but then again, you never know. Yeah, I don't see them saying no either, because they probably would get a, like, a nice big... <laughs> <laughs> what What is V doing there, man? I have it on my desk here. <laughs> I was all crowded in my. Uh, in well, my, I have I have Group Key here as always. My uh, my editor, um, Group Key here edits. Like if you're watching like the video, Group Key here edits the audio for Game Rivals. So uh, be nice to Group Key. Um, and uh, V here edits the video podcast uh, for Game Rivals. So uh, you can even see him plugging into uh, my PC already, ready yet to go. <laughs> He does it with his augmentations. He does. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think that's about it for news. That's it. So stick around. We'll be back. With what we're doing. And welcome back to what we've been playing. Uh, Sean Templer, what have you been playing? I'm trying to think of what I've been playing, but I don't think it's a <laughs> you lot. You just mentioned it! <laughs> Call of Duty Warzone. Are you still in that dip, huh? I am still in that dip. He is in that funk, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a really long time. Right? It's been months. Maybe it really is, like, maybe there's not a game that's tickling your fancy right now. Oh, there's enough stuff that I can play. It's like no, 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 I'm not... I'm not saying that you can't play. I'm saying that interests you enough to play. Oh, I, I, w- I w- would love to play Ratchet and Clank, but I cannot find the way. To, I don't know. It's like um, when I fire something up, it's just after like five minutes, I'm like, me, and then I turn it off. Like, except for Warzone. Warzone is like this headless, mindless shooting. Yeah, but that's also because it's your social outlet. You play yeah. with friends. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I played a little bit more of Formula One with my steering wheel, which is really cool because uh, it adds a whole different layer on top of the game. It's really, it's really hard. How many uh, times have you crashed? Well, not that often because what I've do, done is so it's like I haven't turned off all the driving assist yet. So like my, in, my first idea was let me just learn how to drive with the steering wheel before turning off all the assist and then going like pro mode. Uh, so basically... Um, not that often, and you can also rewind if you crash in the game. That's also a benefit. But uh... yeah, I'm pretty sure a certain F1 racer wish they had that ability. They, I think he definitely would have. Uh... It's just funny yeah. because I think if he had done the same, so like in, I would say in both situations he screwed because. Uh, if people don't know what we're talking about, yesterday during the British Grand Prix, Max Verstappen got pushed off of the track, and there's a debate about if it's a racing incident or it was intentional or if Lewis didn't give him enough room. But I was thinking, if according to his account, he got pushed. Yeah, because if you look at it, it looks like a push. But so the funny thing is, is, is 
Max got pushed off the off the track. Lewis says it's his fault because he was he didn't give Lewis enough room. If he would have done the same to Lewis, it would have still been his fault because he would still have not given Lewis enough room. So, like in both situations, it's Max's fault. It's like mm. that's strange, right? Yeah, that is strange. Yeah, and like the the thing that that is a bit nasty about it is that all incidents aside, apparently yesterday the whole pe- community or a lot of people were throwing racist remarks towards Lewis Hamilton on uh, and, uh, and like basically they did. doing stuff online. I'm like, but guys, this has nothing to do. Why are we bringing that into this conversation? Because this that's what racist. that's what people do. It's yeah, just, but like it's just so. Do. I mean, when I heard that, I was like, you know, this is just sad. I mean, the, the cool thing about motorsport is that it, ha- it reaches out across the world. You know, they race on different countries, different continents, different cultures. I mean, it's a truly global event. So, like, yeah. why, you know, lower ourselves to, to that level in which we start to hate on a driver and pick on him and just say racist stuff? Well, I mean, they, did, they did the same thing in the EU. Uh, in the EU, sorry. I mean, in the Euro Cup. Why? I mean, when like, England when England lost the penalty yeah, shootout, they yeah. they like I mean slung why? racist I mean, remarks towards yeah, the I mean, like the black like, players. Like uh, yeah. what the actual crap? Yeah, I mean the fact they're that also the to... same ones that brought them to the finals. By the way, exactly. I mean, like it's it's all good until you make a mistake and then you're the worst. I mean, it's just such a yeah. shame that that we always lower ourselves to that level. I mean. These things it's happen. a good thing you don't have that in video games. Well, not in actual video games. Yeah. I'm not talking about like when you play online against other people looking at you, Call of Duty. I mean, uh... <laughs> so, like, I haven't, like, seriously, the only games that I've ever experienced it in is in Call of Duty. I think I experienced it when I played um, Halo 3 back in the day on the Xbox 360. Yeah. That was fun. No, it wasn't. Um, so yeah, it's like I don't know. Like I hate to it's say, also, but also generally, it's related to specific countries or in stuff like that. Is yeah. Is, I mean, like I'm gonna be honest. I, when I play Call of Duty, is um, and and I've stopped playing multiplayer for a while now. I only play Warzone with friends. But when we used to play multiplayer, um, nine out of ten times we were if we were matched made with, for example, people from Germany. Well, be just fun and laughs. Uh, if we were matchmaked with people from Spain, fun and laughs. Uh, nine out of ten times they don't speak English, so we just laugh at each other. Um, you don't know what they're saying. Uh, yeah, that's the benefit. If we were matchmaked with people from France, sometimes it would get heated because somebody would say something like, Omelet du fromage, or croissant, or baguette, you know, it's just a stupid thing. Oh no, that's but, also bad. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, when we would get matchmaked with people from the United Kingdom, it would always go, turn out, not, not always, but a lot of the times, it would turn out mm. bad, because it would just be, and I can't say the words, because we're a, a E for Everyone podcast, mm-hmm. but the amount... And we're on- and we're on YouTube. And we're on YouTube. But the amount of of swearing and stuff that would be involved out of the blue for no reason, without any provocation, is just insane. Same goes for, unfortunately, people in the US. Also, maybe in your Halo 3 days, that might have also been a bit from there. I mean, I don't, I don't like to generalize, but 
in my experience so far, it's always certain countries where these things happen, and that's a shame. I don't know why. Um, and depending on which country, it would get worse because then they would also, you know, say stuff like, oh, you're probably black. And I'm like, what does that have to do with the game? And if so, is that a bad thing? Why do you look so 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 negatively on that, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, don't, know. I don't know, man. And that's, that's you know, that kind of takes out the fun of playing multiplayer games online sometimes. Does... Okay, so I'm assuming F does F zero F zero. I miss F zero. I mean, does F one have like online multiplayer? It does. And does it support voice chat? I'm assuming it does, right? I think it does. I've never played multiplayer. I only played the career mode. Hmm. Curious. Yeah. Interesting to see how that goes there. Uh, I think if you crash into somebody, they will just freak out at you as well, no matter where they're from. Yeah, as long as they don't take it nuclear, I think it's fine. Yeah, but, but that's but basically else? my yeah. Oh, I, haven't, I I try to play Judgment because uh, it's on PS. Oh, now. you got Judgment? No, well, it's on PS now, and I could get a seven day trial, and I play ah. try to play it, but I couldn't get further than ten minutes before I thought. Really? Like, Even man, though you're you're into Yakuza, I love uh, those games, but because I'm still in this me after five minutes mood, I just mm. couldn't do it, and then. Oh, that's kind of a waste of a seven-day trial there. Yeah, but I know for sure that I want the game now, um, so that's okay. But um, yeah, I'm still in that. I don't know what to play mode. Mm. So right. yeah, but hey, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I've only been playing a few things. Uh, I played a little bit of uh, Skyward Sword. Uh, I think I'll talk about that when I've played a little bit more. Um, the thing I will say is that the button controls in quotes are it's not it's I, not ideal. I heard the controls are not really nice for the combat at least. Yeah, it's not really ideal because you have to swing the basically how it is you have to swing the right analog stick as you would swing the Joy-Con or the Wii remote back in the day. So you have to like rev it up by if you want to swipe from left to right, you have to slam the stick left first and uh, right first, and then uh, slam it from right to left so that you can swipe uh, from right to left. If you just slam the controller to one side, it'll just point the sword in that direction. It That's won't annoying. swipe. Yeah. Hmm. Which, which is why I'm playing with the the, the motion controls. But with the motion controls, if you want to aim at something, like, the, for example, with the slingshot, you have to, like, if you are a little bit off-center, when you go into that mode, you're going to start moving already in that direction. Oh, so man. you have to hit the Y button to center it again. It is annoying. It's not... It is also a little bit of immersion breaking. But because when you press the Y button, it immediately centers... It doesn't kill it as much as, for example, the button controls hmm. or the, the the analog stick controls. Plus, if you play with the analog sticks, you have to hold the left shoulder button so that you can use the right analog stick to move the camera. Okay, wow. Sounds complicated. So, I don't know. I think it's best to play it as it's intended than... 
to make it work on basically they have to do this so that people on switch lights can play the game yep. otherwise they have to attach joy cons to the switch light and they have to set up their switch light on like the desk and stuff like that at least this way you can you can technically play it if it's comfortable it, i don't know it's it is something to get used to at the very least it doesn't sound like the ideal solution it is a solution ideal no yeah is it a solution sure at least they offered the solution um it runs nice it runs at 1080p native 60 frames per second on docked wow uh 720p you know on portable 60 frames per second it's smooth as butter <laughs> original, like no like here's the thing this is the first time a zelda game is running at 60 okay our 3D Zelda is running on 60 because I think I think the remake of Link's Awakening also ran at 60, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Um, but this is the first 3D Zelda game that is running at 60 frames. Okay. Yeah, like Breath of the Wild runs at 30. Uh, the original release of Skyward Sword on Wii ran at 30. So if you look at side by sides, you can really see like the smooth animation on the Switch and like the slightly choppy animation on the Wii. Um, slightly more, not slightly less, sorry. Um, I, I never thought 60 FPS would make such a big difference because on PC I'm used to it and I'm okay with it. But on console, I was always okay with 30. But with with PS5 and Series X games, you can choose one. Do you want max fidelity or max performance? And... I know with Miles Morales, I played it the first time with fidelity and the second time with performance. And the second time, I didn't notice that big of a difference in the graphics quality, but I did notice that that 60 FPS of swinging through Makes the city. It smooth as oh, butter. Oh, that was buttery smooth uh, swinging through the city. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, so I didn't even think that it would make a difference, but it does feel like it helps for one with the motion controls. Yeah. Um, because you don't have the pointer, so they have to compromise in that regard. So they have to bump up the frame rate so that at least the motion control can keep up. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, functionally work. So that's nice. Um, outside of that, I've been playing. Like I said before, I was I was sick, so I wasn't even able to stream, which sucks. Um. But yeah, like I played a lot of Stardew Valley because one of our uh, mutual friends, uh, Liam, um, like listens to the podcast like a lot. Like, hey, Liam, what's up? Make <laughs> sure you're listening to this. We're shouting you out again, or at least I'm shouting you out again. Um, he started playing Stardew Valley again, and he got really into it. And then I was like, well, I have a family in Stardew Valley. I have a child. Oh, wow. And a wife that I have ignored for like a year. Oh wow! They must have divorced <laughs> no, you by now. No, they were oh. still there. They oh. are very nice and love. For them. So I got into playing Stardew Valley again. We got a second child. Yay! We have two kids now. The only downside of Stardew Valley is it has only um, three in-game years, and I'm in the third year, mm. and the kids only grow up to toddler so they don't get any older than being a toddler which is kind of disappointing because you i, I would have loved to see more interaction with like your kids at least becoming kids and have them actually talking to you and seeing if they 
inherent the mother's personality or your personality. I would know. I have no idea how it. I would work with product personality it, it, inheritance, oh, but. Man. And this is more like the Sims territories that we're talking about, but it would have been interesting to see the, if that worked. They added a lot of stuff, by the way, to Stardew Valley that was new to me. Because there was like, I when I started playing it and there was like an update, I'm like, oh, okay, there's an update. Sure. Uh, I and then it like while. added like a whole bunch of stuff that I wasn't aware of. It's like mm. they added the ability to put cabins in because I think that's part of the multiplayer stuff. They uh, streamlined a whole bunch of stuff. They added new missions, new monthly missions or bi-weekly missions, which is really cool. So you can have like a, normally you can pick up like small quests that you have to do in like two days. But these, you can take, these are as short as seven days and can be as long as the whole entire month. Wow. Which is really cool because some of them like really require you to like gather a lot of stuff and provide it, and all of them have new cutscenes attached to them, so they actually add a lot more flavor to the game that you're playing, which is really cool. Um, so I'm trying to finish. I'm almost at the end of my third year, and when the third year is up, that's it. Then the ghost of my grandpa comes back and he <laughs> judges me on if I did a good job or not. Wow. Yeah, like no, no kidding. Like in the third year, he's like, "Oh, you've been here for three years now. There's only one year left, and I'm gonna check in on you, and then the game's over." And like, oh, okay. I just thought it went on forever, but I can't. Apparently, oh, it doesn't. Wow. So it's like three years. So I'm in winter, which is the most challenging part of. Well, it's the least challenging part of the year because spring, summer. And fall, you can always plant and harvest stuff from your farm. Winter is the only time of the year that you do not have to tend your farm, except for your farm animals, mm. which are in either a coop or in a barn. And um, they added a bunch of automation stuff. So, for example, they added a new uh, collector that you can buy, and you can place it in the coop or in the barn, and it will automatically collect eggs, uh, duck feathers, if you have a rabbit wool from the rabbits or the rabbit's foot, wow. you know, like those rabbit's foot that you have on a keychain. Yeah. Apparently, rabbits just shed those things. What? <laughs> yeah. Like one time I had rabbits and I only wanted the rabbits for the fur, for the wool. And then I went in and I saw a rabbit's foot. It's like literally like the like what you would buy at a gift shop. And like Okay, apparently they just shed that. Okay. Um, I have I bought a pig, which I kind of wish I did earlier because one of the um, community uh, center uh, tasks or um, not tasks but quests was to you know you have to gather stuff for the community center. One of them was truffles, which you can only get if you have a pig on your farm. If I knew that, I would have bought a pig a long time ago because i already had cows i already had goats for cow milk and goat milk um i bought a sheep so i can get more wool so that i can make clothes because you can make clothes in uh, wow that sounds so deep oh my god um you can customize the clothes which is really cool um you can name all your animals so i named most of my animals to in jokes for rick and morty <laughs> so I have a chicken, I have like a chicken called 
um uh what's what's rick's catchphrase also again uh wubba lubba dub dub so i've got a chicken called wubba another chicken called lubba and another chicken called dub dub i've got a chicken i i I got i i named my animals after like the the creation process of the plumbus if you're a rick and morty fan if you've watched international inter interdimensional cable 2 you know what a plumbus is and what it's made of wow uh <laughs> yeah man i was like i'm bad with names i'm just gonna name this after rick and morty stuff it was to be fair around that time that was like season two season three when i played that maybe season four yeah around that time um it's when i played it so yeah i named everything after rick and morty stuff even my cat is called like grumbo <laughs> <laughs> nice uh yeah so it's fun like my kids have normal names they're fine they have normal names um the girls got nina and the the boy i called maxi because of course my name in the game is max i have to call my son maxi so it's nice and cute um how original of you like i said i'm bad with names uh so yeah i've been playing a lot of stardew valley i want to finish up i'm i'm halfway through winter so when winter's up that's it. That should be the end game. Um, and when that's done, I'm going to tackle the multiplayer with Liam. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to do that. Kind of a bit of a challenge because we live in two completely different time zones. So that's going to be interesting to do. So but you either yeah. have to play during the day. Yeah, you have to play during the day. I have like, to play during the day. You have to play during from the morning as early as you can. Till like three or four o'clock in the afternoon, that's your window. That kind of that's pretty that's basically it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's ah, uh, it's so much it, it, I missed playing Stardew Valley and I forgot how much I loved playing Stardew Valley. I wish the um, game had a more clear tutorial because it just throws you in there and expects you to kinda work. Kind, well, it also depends on which farm you picked. If you picked anything other than like the basic farm. If you pick Riverside or any other location, you're just you're just making it harder on yourself. Yeah. Like if you did not choose like the valley, like the actual valley, then you're making it hard for yourself. Because if you chose the Riverlands, you have not a lot of space to do farming. If you chose like the mountains, you're you have better you can't mine a lot. Wait, no, that makes no sense. Um, if you sorry, if you chose the beach, you don't have a lot of mining opportunities, and also you don't have a lot of um, farming opportunities. So you have to really like pick the base one if you're playing it for the first time. That's my like kind of advice for that. I picked that one. Uh, Liam picked the riverside because he wanted to have a challenge. His farm does look immaculate though. That dude is really good with this kind of stuff. My farm looks like crap. It's really <laughs> tiny, but it is efficient. It took me three years to get it that efficient, but I got it efficient. Nice. If I would do it again, I would know how to like play the game a lot better. I'd probably be able to get married a lot sooner because I got married at the end of my second year, which is like a lot of time in that game. But that's basically what I've been playing. I... Uh... I am getting excited to playing it again, hearing this, but knowing myself, I'll probably just quit after five minutes. So. 
We have to, like I feel like if we did the multiplayer, you'd be way more invested because there's so the social well. aspect. Yeah, yeah. So with that said, John Templar, will you take us out? I will try to. Uh... So thank you everybody for tuning in to this visual episode of Game Rivals. Um, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are finally available on YouTube. Um, this episode will have a few hiccups because we probably jinxed ourselves by saying that we're on YouTube <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. Um, we've in secret uploaded a few episodes there, so uh, you can you know, just watch a few already if you like. And we will try to at least post every episode when it comes out. And we're also trying to get all the older episodes on. So like you'll get a new episode one week and then the week after you'll probably get an older episode until we go through the whole backlog, which is uh, two and a half seasons. Or it's going to take a while. But yeah, or three and a half seasons. Uh, so yeah, uh, three and a half seasons. Yeah, because we've been at it for a long time. Uh, but hey, if you're tuning into the audio edition, thank you very much for listening. You can find us on all your podcasting platforms. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, you name it. We're probably there. Um, you can find us on social media. Um, you can find us on uh, Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore, um, game rivals feedback at gmail.com. You can, that's our email. That's our email. Um, Instagram uh, at game rivals or at Maximilian underscore X. Uh, Maximilian also has a Twitter at Maximilian. That's yeah, it. Just at Maximilian. Uh, you can find it. Yeah. Yeah. You can find him on Twitch at Maximilian underscore X as underscore well. X. Yeah. yeah. Gotta keep it consistent, man. You can't do one without the underscore well, X the and one Well, with the Twitter the... one is old, so it I never added okay. the X back then. Because I was because it used to be Maximilian underscore X4. Mm. Which was a weird, super stupid nod to Mega Man X4, but that's for another time. Well um, yeah, we'll get <laughs> Yeah. So now basically if you look for Maximilian or Maximilian underscore X, you're gonna find me. Yep. Um and that's basically it. And yeah, of course, YouTube, and you can find the link for that in the description. Um, do check us out. Um, I, I always said I'm not a fan of this, but discoverability is horrible. So please do like and subscribe if you like what you yep. see. It really helps us out. Don't um, forget to hit the bell notification. Otherwise, you will not be getting a notification when we do upload a new episode. That's Don't correct. forget to do that. I feel like those YouTubers that always start with that and like they're saying like, oh, 70% of you haven't subscribed yet. Oh, that I do not, I do not, I do not like, like that. No, I don't like it. No, it feels so forced. Like if you want to subscribe, subscribe. If you don't want to yeah. subscribe, that's also fine. Yeah. But just share word of mouth. Yep. I'm pretty sure that if you don't like it, someone that you do know might enjoy what they're listening to or watching. So, uh, yeah. Again, yeah. Thanks for uh, yeah, watching thanks and for listening. Doing. On that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And I have been and will always be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later.